Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. This is a Thanksgiving Day special of Sports with a Z and a T. I am Bryce Linsky alongside Taylor Lattimore. Uh, we are presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs, Johnstone Supply in Troy, and of course, Mohawk Honda. Uh, we had another crazy week, Taylor, of a lot of good college football and um, another interesting NFL slate. We're going to get to the NFL uh, here in a second. And what if I told you the Eagles Colts is not the hottest topic? It's something with the New York Jets. I'll just leave it. At, I mean, everybody knows what it's about at this point, but I will just leave yeah. it at that. Um, a, a weird week in the NFL for sure, but let's get to the college football because I know everybody has to get to their families. Everybody's going over to their respective dinner locations today and have a lot of football to watch and much food mm -hmm. and alcohol to consume. So let's get right to it, Taylor. Last week, college football. Um, I mean, look. Where do I begin, right? Uh, Georgia struggled yeah. with Kentucky on the <laughs> Georgia struggled with Kentucky on the road. They won 16 to 6. Ohio State was on upset alert with Maryland. Didn't really expect that. They did pull away late against Maryland, 143 to 30. And I told you to, I said this, I, and watching this game, I knew it right from the rib. I was like, I said this on the show. Oh my God, it's happening. Michigan was losing to Illinois going into the fourth <laughs> quarter down 17 to 10 Michigan pulls out a last second field goal to beat Illinois at home 19 to 17 I told mm. you that was a kind of that trap game and we always talk about the teams this time of year don't look to next week worry about this week because Michigan clearly had Ohio State on their minds against Illinois it almost bit them in the ass <laughs> Yeah, exactly, and and you did call it. You you said this was probably going to be a close game, and um, it was. It was hard fought, but you you also like to see some of these hard fought games. I mean, obviously, you'd want it against like a ranked opponent. That would be preferably better, but still, the ability to grind out a game and and you know finish um, it, it is a, is a skill that a team can have, and you know Michigan showed that. It push comes to shove, even in a tough game, in a game that they thought, you know. I mean, maybe they didn't think internally. They may have fought like you did. They should have. That's how you coach. Um, but, yeah, that, that this opponent was going to be maybe easier than, you know, the next week's opponent. Um, so, you know, maybe they they the guys weren't completely up to speed. But you know what? By the end of the game, you got there. And you got came out with a win, and the win's a win's a win's a win. We don't really care how you get it, Yeah, honestly. and Illinois. Not, you know, what Illinois has been in years past. They have been ranked at points throughout this season. And mm -hmm. until last week, we're leading the Big Ten West. We're scheduled to go to the Big Ten championship game. That is looking more and more likely to be Purdue now at this point. Uh, let's go to number four, TCU. Once again, I mean, another one, TCU on the road at Baylor. And I, I said it again, like, look, watch out with Baylor. And they almost snuck away with an, a big upset win, a big college football playoff altering win. But TCU with the fire drill, uh, hurricane, her uh, last second field goal attempt to win them the game, and they survived. Great coaching and execution. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that was. It was clear that they had practiced that. It, yeah, it, because I mean, you do not if you do not practice that. There's it no ain't happening. Ha it ain't Not happening. Not that easily. Like, no. it, was, it was like clockwork. And it, yes. everyone was like, how fast they got down and just still ready to like, Immediately, as crazy. soon as the play was over, offense runs off, 
special teams mm-hmm. gets on and they got gets it off just in time like that and yep. give the the kicker had like it wasn't even like he was rushed he was he had all the time in the world because everyone was set and he was just kind of like and right, i and i mentioned this to a couple couple people about about this it's almost better that way for a kicker you're not sitting there think about it you're just like okay go i gotta go and kick it's like, all right, like all right, you all right. don't have you don't have enough time to let the emotion kick in you're just trying to get out there and make the play I so mean, that's it, what icing the kicker is, is is making them think about it for another correct. 30 second timeout you know correct and baylor wasn't in the position where they're like let's let you know let's freeze the kicker they're hoping clock mm-hmm. runs out so it was a tough spot for baylor right. um tcu does pull out the win there uh the next game <laughs> number five tennessee no longer number five tennessee um yeah, absolutely i mean look a lot of people want to point to hendon hooker tearing his acl horrible story he's having a hell mm-hmm. of a year but Hendon Hooker tore his ACL well after this game was over. Um, South Carolina put 21 points up in the first quarter alone mm. on their way to 63 points, beating the number five ranked team 63 to 38. Tennessee uh, has fallen, and we will get to that in a little while, uh, has fallen significantly in the rankings. And look, the loss of Hendon Hooker, I can't explain. You know, I can't even begin to talk about how significant of a blow that is to Tennessee. <clears throat> They're going to be in a completely entirely different team now. Um, number six, LSU, you know, statement weekend. They're playing UAB and win 41 to 10. Uh, USC had a big, yeah, yeah. Uh, USC beat UCLA in what was a heck of a game. Uh, that that mm-hmm. was a really fun game to watch. USC uh, went down early. They were down 14 nothing early. It looked like UCLA had all the control, and it turned out to be a shootout type of game with USC winning 48 to 45. Bama beat Austin Peavy 34 to nothing. Surprise, I, surprise. When you, yeah, surprise. Uh, Clemson beat Miami 40 Did they cover the spread? I don't know what the spread ended up being. There was no spread there, established. They- Wow. There, there, yeah, there was no spread to this. So in in retrospect, 34 to nothing is not that impressive. Oh, um, they did put out a, a line eventually. It was uh, minus 44. So um, they did cover. They, <laughs> hey, Austin Peavy with the cover. Gotta love it, right? Uh, or <laughs> Oregon beat Utah in a battle for probably who will be um, in the Rose Bowl if USC does not find themselves in the college football playoff we're going to get that to a second but oregon beat utah a very close game north carolina gets upset by georgia tech ole miss loses to arkansas kansas state beats west virginia washington beats colorado Notre dame has really turned their season around they shut out boston college albeit boston college is not very good but 44 to nothing florida state wins big uh ucf gets upset by navy oklahoma state gets upset by oklahoma oregon state beats arizona state nc state loses to louisville and cincinnati handles temple which leads us to this week's college football playoff rankings which a lot of people were going into these rankings taylor trying to figure out what's going to change usc had a big conference win lsu i mean what can you say about them beating uab 41 to 10 not much Mm -hmm. did any of the scares of michigan and tco hurt them? tcu hurt them the top four did not change. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU is still, as of now, your college football playoff. LSU remains ahead of USC, which blows my mind. 
to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but I mean, LSU has the big win against Alabama. That might be why, but look, USC, <laughs> look, USC has, has the big win. Now um, they're 10 and one, but they do find themselves behind LSU at six. Alabama moves up to seven Clemson, eight Oregon, nine Tennessee falls to 10 right in front of Penn state at 11, who absolutely obliterated. And I mean, obliterated Rutgers this past weekend. Um, Kansas State 12, Washington 13, Utah 14, Notre Dame rounds out the top 15 there at 15. Uh, I, I mean, this is where we start to really crunch down. We have one week left right before conference championships start. We obviously have the game coming up, and we're going to get to next week's slate here in a second. But the, the only really problem I have here is having USC at six. I, I mean, I get you put TCU at four and leave them at four because they are undefeated and do have impressive wins. You can't knock them for that, but at least give give me USC at five, not LSU. Yeah, I guess if it, when it comes down to it, maybe, it, I mean, it, it has to be the Alabama win that's fueling mm-hmm. LSU. Um, I mean, I, at this point, I, I don't understand what because because if you look at the top four, obviously like you're get obviously you see it right there. They're all eleven and zero. You, so you're giving you're obviously not being like oh we think Alabama just because they're good is gonna go in there. So wins matter. So LSU with two losses over USC, it just it doesn't make any sense to me either. And I think the only thing that you can say is that they hold that Alabama win in such. Regard, regard, but, right? But 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 I mean, but Alabama's seven now. Like Alabama's fallen out of the race. Like unless it wins the SEC, I don't I don't think that's possible right now. Uh, or maybe it is. I think LSU is still in the spot. Um, so they would have to, you know, they they can't overcome that 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 loss that they had. So I I don't know. I don't know. I think you yeah, know Alabama doesn't be have an, Alabama doesn't have an avenue to the college football playoff at this point. Yeah. Um, just because of what's ahead of them. So, yeah. I, but there is I, going to be a loss, maybe two loss teams in the top four because of implications of this weekend. It, it could I happen. Think. I think. It, it, it could happen. So let, let's go to, obviously, the big games of the week. And we have, um, obviously, Thanksgiving, Ole Miss plays Tulane and Cincinnati play on Black Friday, Texas host Baylor, North Carolina, NC State. As well, UCLA heads to Cal. Florida, Florida State is also on Friday. However, that those are not the games that we're speaking of. The game is Michigan at Ohio State, three versus two. Um, look, Jake Corum is not going to be available for Michigan. That's a huge, huge, Big loss. huge loss for Michigan because they really need to run the ball, especially against a team like Ohio state. They need to keep that offense off the field, um, especially at a road environment. Ohio state opens up a seven and a half point favorites. Look, if Ohio state beats Michigan, um, I'm not going to go as far as to say Michigan has no chance at the college football playoff, but I think this knocks Michigan out. Uh, My expectation is that Ohio state beats Michigan and, and, I don't think there is room because if you go back to the college football playoff rankings and you have USC sitting there at six, I think a one loss USC with a couple impressive wins, but a one loss Michigan might 
you look at the co- chance of winning a conference championship, if USC goes and wins the conference championship, yeah, they're going to be in over Michigan. Now, as a Penn State fan, I'm sitting here hoping that that's not the case because if both Ohio State and Michigan go and make the college football playoff, Penn State gets the Rose Bowl, which I would love. But yeah. um, it, it would be an at-large New Year's, New Year's Six if not. But more my point is I think there's a better chance of two – Big 10 teams in the college football playoff if Michigan beats Ohio State. Yeah, uh, I can see that because I, I can see Michigan really getting lost if they lose to Ohio State. Um, but the thing is, well, I, I now, guess keep in mind, wins Michigan, game, Michigan out of all FBS teams has the weakest non-conference schedule in the entire country. Weakest non-conference schedule in the entire country. That's going to come into account if you don't have a conference championship to hold up your resume. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would, I would assume USC if they have the conference championship would, would be that fourth team, um, assuming that TCU wins out and uh, uh, Ohio State obviously in Georgia. I mean, if, if Georgia were to lose, if Georgia's losing to Georgia Tech, we have other problems. Well, I mean, no, I meant like if they were oh. to lose in the in the uh, SEC championship, I, got, I follow. Then we would have some chaos. I mean, obviously, if, if Ohio State were to, I don't, I don't, but I, I don't, I don't, are going to make it. I, I don't. Well, I don't think Georgia, even if they lose to LSU, would, that would hurt Georgia. But if LSU beat Georgia and has the SEC championship game, then yeah, the loser of the Big Ten championship game is probably out. Uh, uh-huh. It depends on what happens with TCU, and it ha- depends on what happens with USC. So, yeah. I mean, but, but yeah. they both went out? But but if they both went out, it, it's going to be Georgia, LSU, um, Ohio State, and prob- probably TCU. <laughs> if TCU wins out, yeah, yeah. USC is going to miss out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what the college football playoff committee has shown, TCU ahead of USC. If they both win their conference championships, you're not going to bring down USC and move up USC. Nothing's changed. TCU has done everything that they could do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I don't yeah. – it, it, it is chaotic, and this happens every year. Um, it, it happens that somebody is going to miss out that shouldn't, uh, and that's, again, your weekly you know, scream for the expanded college football playoff, which will be coming just not anytime soon. Uh, this is going to eliminate that conversation. Yeah, it really will. Cause then we'll be having, I don't know if we, I don't even know if we can say that they're more nuanced conversations about weaker teams down below at like 12, but, but I don't know. Like we, we, we're just not having the conversations about the big teams. We'd just be like, Oh yeah. I mean, Georgia's in like, you know, Oh yeah. Alabama's in like it, it like, I don't know. It's going to be a whole different ball game. It's going to be smaller schools, and that might be more exciting for a lot of fans. Of I mean, if and, if and then if when you're, it gets down to the bottom, it's always going to be the top. If you're looking top. at the college football playoff right now, Georgia, assuming it's expanded to twelve, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, LSU, USC, Bama, Clemson, Oregon, Tennessee, Penn State, <laughs> Kansas State. Yeah, and so it's like every team that like was flirting with the top and then had their one loss. They're still, right. they're still in. <laughs> so right. like, it, they're not hurt. Penn state yeah, is not, Penn state is not, you know, 
sacrificed because yeah. they lost to Ohio State and Michigan, who are both two and three in the nation right now. That's Penn State's exactly. only two losses are two of the top exactly. three teams of the country. Exactly. And we'd be having conversations about Washington, Utah, Notre Dame yes. coming out of nowhere. Like, and that's, yes. that's fun, too, in a different kind of way. And then at the end of the year, at the end of the actual playoff, know which teams are going to be at the top. It's going to be the Georgias, the Ohio States, the Michigans. But there's always a chance, you know, any given Saturday, as they say. I mean, you know, a, a, you could win any game if, the, if one team has a bad week. So, I don't know. Maybe it could get crazy. There are a couple games that could turn interesting, not just Ohio State and Michigan um, for the Penn State listeners, because I know there's plenty. They do play a very bad Michigan State team. Um, so hopefully Penn State can close out senior day and uh, secure their spot for a new year six. Uh, Bama plays Auburn, obviously Iron Bolt, not as sexy as it has been in years past. Oregon hosts Oregon State, battle of two ranked teams there, nine and 21. TCU hosts, Ohio, hosts Iowa State. Now, I think TCU wins this game, but Iowa State is known to show up and play up to their opponent in big games. Iowa State's not that good this year, but TCU is only a 10-point favorite for a reason. Keep an eye on that game. LSU goes to Texas A&M. Again, you don't know like what offensive LSU team is going to show up. Is it the team that barely squeaks by with 10 points, or is it the team that puts 40, ber- 40 points up and beats Alabama? You just don't know. Um, USC. USC all of a sudden has a very big game against Notre Dame at home. That is turning out to be a pretty significant game with college football playoff implications and another chance for USC before the big or uh, before the Pac-12 championship game to get another ranked win on their resume. So keep yeah. an eye on, and keep that, and I keep bringing up you know strength of non-conference schedule. This is not a uh, conference game for USC. So you look at say a Michigan and a USC and you look at the conference schedule, Michigan plays nobody. USC has a 15th ranked Notre Dame win on, on its agenda. You kind of know where I'm going there. Right. Even though I think, I mean, if you ask me, I I think the big Ten's deeper and better and I would put Michigan in, but I'm just, I'm speaking for the committee here. You've always said this, (laughs) how they've, how they've always shown what they prioritize as strength of non-conference schedule. Um, But uh, we'll see. Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Kansas, Kansas State, and Washington, Washington State round out the ranked matchups this week. It's going to be a big one. Uh, my prediction is Ohio State wins, but, I mean, if, if Michigan wins, watch out for some chaos because it's going to get interesting real quick. What's the line on that? Do you know? You have a uh, seven and a half for Ohio State. Hmm. hmm. I, th- I think the loss of quorum, I think. Ohio yeah. State looking much better than Michigan, and the fact yeah. that it's in Columbus, those three factors are kind of where that's that's going a little bit. Um, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's so Taylor, that, that is a lot of points. That's generous. I, I if I were yeah. betting, and I likely will be, um, I'm thinking about taking <laughs> Michigan I'm to cover. Thinking about taking Michigan to cover in that because. Yeah. If you look at the past scores in years past, and they have not been uh, blowouts by any mm-hmm. stretch of the imagination. Um, let's go to last week's uh, slate of games. Um, if you look at our records, we were both 10 and 5 last week, Taylor. Uh, the All difference right, was I had the Eagles. Um, 
Can't win them all. <laughs> I had the Eagles. You had the Colts. And yeah. you had the Saints, and I had the Rams. So that were those were the Rams are trash. <laughs> the Rams are not very good. Um, <laughs> that 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 is true. Um, yeah. The Titans did beat the lowly Packers, which is weird to say. It just doesn't come out of my mouth right um, on Thursday night football, <laughs> and it seems like the Packers never really had a chance in that game. No, the best thing for the Packers is Christian Watson had another monster game. Seems to be the seems, real deal. Yeah, and it seems like him and Aaron Rodgers are finally on the same page. Whether that can translate into wins, I don't know. It didn't. <laughs> it didn't last <laughs> year. But Tennessee, Tennessee is a good team, uh, as much as I really, really hate to admit it. I don't know how they're doing it without – can you imagine if they had A.J. Brown? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can because I have a. They, they might be um, like you know the number one team in the in the AFC. Like they uh, were, as long they as Ryan Tannehill that. is your quarterback, you will. Not oh no, they're not going that. anywhere. Um, you're they're going to be humbled real quick as they always are. Come playoff they have a great, time, great coach, great defense, great running back, terrible, terrible quarterback. Yes. Um, let's go to the Sunday slate and let's rip the bandaid off right away here, buddy. Um, the Eagles played the Colts and it was it, <laughs> for 58 minutes, 58 and a half minutes. It looked like the Colts were going to win. Jalen Hurts put together yeah. a last, a one final drive, a nice comeback victory for my birds. Uh, a pretty much a, a heartbreaker for the Colts, especially considering what they're trying to do, trying to get themselves back in the AFC playoff picture. Um, but honestly, love wa- watching this game and I, I don't watch the Colts. I don't have any reason to watch the Colts. Um, <laughs> Do you believe me now when I tell you that we have a really good defense? This defense is good, and, and you know, very good. It's not a fluke that they held the Chiefs and the Eagles under twenty points. No, I mean they they, which is impressive to say that the Colts have held the two most explosive offenses to under 20 points this year. Um, the Colts have done that. And, and I, and I texted you this before and we'll get to the Eagles side of things here in a minute. But when I look at the Colts and it looks like Jeff Saturday has figured out whatever the hell is wrong, was wrong with your offensive line. Um, yeah, I mean, they're playing better. They're playing better. Um, better. They, they couldn't get the run game really going with Jonathan Taylor, which is after tough that first to do. Drive, after that first drive, the Eagles adjusted and yeah, it was it, over. It, well, and here's where I'm getting to. They knew they all they had to do was stack the box and dare Matt Ryan to throw the football. Uh, yeah. If you look at this Colts team, the quarterback position is holding the Colts back from really truly being a contender in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, if you play them right and you can get pressure. I mean, the offensive line didn't play amazing. They, they, they played slightly better, not as good as they played in the Raiders game. Obviously, the Raiders are a bad defense, and this is a very good defense. So I – took you take what you can i mean we're starting a rookie at left tackle he's gonna have to take time to learn um hopefully jeff saturday can get through to ryan kelly to play better uh like the center we're paying him to be um and and then on the right side of the line i mean you we the brayden smith's fine and uh at least we're not starting prior so we're starting fries and our offensive line should be better but when that can't give you a ton of time and then you have a guy like Matt Ryan, who's a statue for ninety percent of the game. It's tough and, when and you're getting outside pressure from 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 you know, God knows who. And, and that's what I told you last week. I, I mean, the Eagles' defense can hound any quarterback. 
but especially immobile quarterbacks, they're True. sitting ducks back there because you have the combinations of Brandon Graham and Josh Sweat and Dominican Sue and Fletcher Cox and Linval Joseph coming at you, Not Javon Reddick. Hargrave, Reddick. Um, like, we could go on and on. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, so to have a quarterback like White. Matt Ryan, yeah, because yeah, they're white. I mean, you, you know, you name it. <laughs> they were after Matt Ryan, and it, it's just, you know, a quarterback like Matt Ryan who, look, is probably the slowest quarterback not named Tom Brady in the NFL. Um, it, it, it does not go well. And on the Eagles side of things, like – what can you ask? I mean, if if that's if that's ugly, if that's what ugly is for this Eagles team, I'm I'm thrilled because that and it showed me that Jalen Hurts can orchestrate. I mean, a game-winning drive. Jalen Hurts is the reason you won that game. Yes, like hands hands down. Be, not just because of the last drive. The whole the whole game. The Colts were getting pressure, but mm-hmm. then he would just scramble out, and it would be it'd be over. And then the final drive, uh, the final touchdown, even uh, he, you know, uh, it was a breakdown. Obviously, uh, I was gonna say nobody realized. Time. I guess no. everybody forgot Jalen Hurts was yeah. like Gus a guy Bradley that could had run. A, yeah, Gus Bradley had a quote. And he was like, "I I don't know what happened. I thought I w- I was just thinking pass there, and I got like he got tunnel vision for pass, and so he just thought it was a pass, and it, it is what it is. Like I, I can I get mad about it? Sure, but the defense played great all game long, so I cannot put it on the defense." The Colts are what happens when you put a top five defense with a bottom three offense. And it's just mediocrity because your, your defense is too bad to, or too good to lose so many games, but your offense isn't good enough to win that. You look at, you look at the Colts and they had seven points on their very first drive, nine points, the rest of the game. I I mean, that kind of tells the tale, right? Um, It's like, it's asking your deep, like it's asking your ACE pitcher to pitch like a no hitter. And you put up one, like yeah, he, two, yeah, like runs. It's what the it's the Mets treatment to Jacob Degrom. Yeah, exactly. And they're gonna get tired. <laughs> like you can't expect them to be perfect. You have to work with your with your defense and give them some opportunities. Give them. And it was like the the first drive was great because it was the first uh, time we've actually had a s- successful first drive. And oh no! I, I, yeah, when I heard that, I was like, "This is the most Eagles stat I've ever heard in my life." Yeah, like that is and, just and, so. Evil. And so they did that, and I was like, "Okay, great. Like maybe this is fixed because uh, the rushing looked good." I mean, Jonathan Taylor had forty-nine yards and a touchdown in the first the first series. So I was like, "Okay, cool. Can this continue?" But then the Eagles locked down the running lanes and just put like. 11 guys in the box and just yep. dared him to throw it. And he- Oh, and, and you could tell what they were. I mean, you could tell what the defense was doing. They were daring Matt Ryan to throw the football. Sometimes oh, they yeah. got burned. Sometimes they didn't. Um, honestly, I, you know, I don't really have any complaints on the Eagle side. Would I have liked to see the offense be more efficient? Yeah, I would have. But at the same time, after seeing what the Colts defense can do, um, I'm really not worried about the future of the Seagulls offense because I know what we could do. We've we've all seen it. Um, Nine and one is nine and one. And the Colts team is not a team that if I'm looking to get a win, you know, and and trying to get into the playoffs, that is not a team I want to face, nor is it a team that I would want to face if they got into the playoffs. Because as we've seen with teams like the Ravens in years past, um, teams with very good defenses, 
they can sneak up on you, the Giants, when they won their Super Bowls, and really spoil the party when it comes to playoff time. Yeah, I mean, they're good defense. There's a good running game, and so it's just a matter of getting the quarterback right. Um, and I, I just don't know because, like, you know, we already went to Sam – and and came back to Matt. So it's like, what do we do now? Foles? I think if Sa- I think if Sa- I think if Sam Ellinger was the quarterback, that that game would have been forty to like three. That that. I, but Sam played well the first game. The second game against the Patriots, where it's like, okay, but Bill Belichick makes every young quarterback struggle. I think Sam looked really good for for what the they were doing in the in the game before that. Uh, I think you should give Nick Foles a chance. Honestly, I'm me. down for it at this point because I'm desperate for someone to because this defense deserves so much better. Like they are playing out of their minds. Like half of them are having career years. Like Buckner's having a really good year. Grover Stewart's having a career year. Uh Zaire Franklin's having a career year. Like our linebackers are having like Okereke is having a career year. G- uh, Gilmore has single-handedly finished off like three games with walk off, like either picks tips for picks or just really good defense on the last coverage. Like they're playing so well. And this offense is just hitting on them. It sucks. It sucks. Uh, yeah. The, the Eagles are now a full game and a half on top of the NFC have the NFL's best record at nine and one. The Colts fall to four, six and one are on the outside looking in, but they're not dead. They have a very okay. tough schedule but they are not dead in the race. Uh, the Falcons take took on the Bears and beat the Bears. Justin Fields is incredible, but now you have a shoulder dislocation injury that you have to worry about with him. He is considered day-to-day. Not sure if it's worth playing him or not. Um, we will see, but the Falcons keep their playoff hopes alive, which just sounds so wrong to say, but it's true. Um by beating the Bears 27-24 off Yonway Koo's late 53-yard field goal attempt. The Bills in Detroit beat the Browns 31-23. to I swear to you, if that game was in Buffalo, the Browns would have won that game, and you and I would have looked like geniuses. However, after we go out and say that, after our show airs, the NFL decides to be the no-fun league once again and move the game to Detroit because that's exactly what everybody wanted to see. Yeah, no, I and I, our fantasy studs and duds were just crap because. Oh yeah, no, our our right. fantasy advice you could have thrown out the window, everything like that. Yeah. that I said totally not to just... start Amari Cooper. I thought he was gonna bust because I thought it was gonna be playing the blizzard, but no, he had like thirty-one fantasy points. Yep. I mean, obviously, sure when he went to Detroit, it's like you probably should have uh, known to to start him at that point. But, um, but yeah, no. So the, all of our analysis for that game out the window, dumb. <laughs> I, I I was more upset because I not that it's a huge deal, but I dropped Tyler Bass as a mm. kicker in one of my leagues. And I did it because I obviously thought they would be playing in a blizzard. And you don't yep. really want a kicker that's playing in a blizzard. He uh-huh. ends up like putting up 16, 17 points, and I <laughs> and I lost by like four points. Oh, so so like I was a little bitter about it, but um <laughs> It's fine. It's not, but it's fine. It's fine. Um, the Patriots and the Jets. Um, the Patriots won ten to three. By the way, um, that's not what we're here to discuss. Um, Zach Wilson. Boy, what a 
what a gift well, to the world he is. Um, I'm glad I didn't have to watch this game because I, I thank God the Eagles and the Colts were on because if, if <laughs> I was watching this, well, it never would have been on red zone, so I would have. That's what I was going to say. They so never touched the red zone, red but zone um, beyond, yeah. Um, but uh, obviously, if you've been living under a rock over the past couple of days, Zach Wilson after the game, first of all, had um, the Jets had more punts than. Zach Wilson had completions seven mm-hmm. to six. Um, the Jets obviously had a heck of a game defensively. The offense averaged 2.29 inches a play. <laughs> a play in the second half. That's not. That's not ex- that's not an exaggeration. 2.29 inches of play for the Jets offense. After the game, Zach Wilson was asked if he felt that he let down the defense. The offense let down the defense. And he quickly said no. No. <laughs> no. Not just once. No. But twice. No. Had to reiterate it. Um, and then th- that oh, turned God. into obviously Robert Sala trying to figure out who the starting quarterback would be next week. Uh, Zach Wilson is officially benched and will not be active next week. We will get to that when that game comes around on our other side of this. Um, but Zach Wilson just, he doesn't get it. He just does not get it. And, and one of my buddies who's a diehard Jets fan said literally any other quarterback and we would have won that game. He said, I would have taken Tim Tebow, and I think we would have won that game. If you can find a quarterback that can throw slant passes, the Jets can win a lot of football games. And if Zach Wilson can't even do that as the number two overall pick, you are in Jamarcus Russell and Ryan Leaf bus territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how bad um, this is. I mean, he was he was missing wide open guys just over their heads. Mm-hmm. It was embarrassing like i'm glad i didn't have to watch it live i just watched the replays of like four or five of his worst plays and watched the breakdown of how he thought like questioning whether he even knew what the play was yeah no zach wilson's awful he's holding the jets back and this is probably the best thing for them like you tried it he's not mike white Mike White's potential is 430 yards three touchdowns and two picks against the Bengals in an upset win Zach Wilson's yeah. never done that in his career. Yeah, and you have a good enough defense to compete now and, and push for a playoff spot. Like, you, you got to go for it. The Jets are a half game out of a playoff spot. They're out yeah. because of a tiebreaker. So yeah. if you can get hot quarterback play from Mike White, which, let's be honest, might or might not happen. You're, you you got to be ready for both possibilities because it's Mike White. <laughs> um, but it can't be worse than Zach Wilson. And that, I think that's the point. The Jets have done this with Zach Wilson and have done it in spite of, not because of. So yeah. if you can get, and I think we've, you know, we've seen this with the Ravens when they won the Super Bowl with Flacco. Ironically, Flacco will be the backup to Mike White um, this weekend. <laughs> but you saw it with Joe Flacco. Nobody's sitting there and saying the Ravens won that Super Bowl because of Joe Flacco. Yeah, he won the Super Bowl MVP that year. But let me tell you what. It was not because of Joe Flacco. It was because of that defense. Do not get it twisted. So we've seen it in the NFL before. Um, am I saying the Jets by any stretch is going to are going to make the playoffs? No, I don't. I don't think the Jets are making the playoffs. I, I don't think 
they're there yet. And I think they need a Jimmy Garoppolo type guy next year. And then yes, they are making the playoffs, but that, that there is too much disarray right now. And I admire Robert Sala for making the move. I just don't think it's going to pay off as well as some people expect, even though I agree with it. Well, you know, obviously as Jets fans have to temper their expectations of what this will be like. Yeah, you this said, is you not, know if you're this getting is not the White. second coming of Nick Foles. Yeah, you don't know if you're getting Mike White throwing, you know, three touchdowns and 400 yards, or is he going to, you know, just be an average or below average, just a below average quarterback. But on the flip side, you know, Zach Wilson was playing just consistently below average. So, you know, you might as well roll the dice. And if he doesn't work, I'd say go to Flacco. Who cares? Try to get as many wins as you can. Not that I think that this Jets team should be necessarily winning because obviously they're not ready and they're probably going to need a quarterback to do it and they're not going to be able to pick a great quarterback with a pick uh, with their with their record right now just not being what it is. But obviously they, I don't think they should try to tank. I think they're close enough now to at least push for it, at least, at least gain momentum, at least something you can build on next year. Um, maybe look for a playoff push if you can. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I agree that this is what they should do. I don't know how well they're going to, you know, pan out, but I know their defense is good and I know they're the same boat as the Colts really. Like they have, they have a great defense and they just need like average quarterback play or slightly above average. Doesn't need to be crazy. Just like don't turn the ball over and like throw touchdowns when you're in the red zone uh, kind of thing. And that that's what they're desperate for. Maybe Mike White can do that for them. So a couple of things before we move on to the next game, um, Rams and Saints, and that's why I bring this up. Daryl Henderson has been claimed off waivers by the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Travis Etienne owners may be looking at a loss of goal line touches there. And the Eagles have hired former Colts offensive coordinator Marcus Brady to be a correspondent for defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon and providing an offensive perspective who he Brady was fired by the Colts on November 1st, less than a week before Reich was fired. So sure. there is that. And also on the baseball side of things, Bryce Harper had Tommy John surgery today Ooh. and quote, went huh? it went very well and he could be back hitting competitively by mid May, which is good news. And, also, considering we're about to talk about the Rams, Matthew Stafford has been ruled out mm-hmm. for Sunday's game. Bryce Perkins will be starting for the Rams. So a lot, a lot just went across the wire as you were <laughs> as you were discussing about the potential of the Jets there. So I just wanted to get that all out there, and um, we're ready to move on because we're about to talk about the Rams, who are yes. a dumpster fire. Uh, against the Saints, and I'm pissed because the Saints, you know, they need to stop winning these games. I want a top five pick. Um, how selfish of them! I, I want yeah. both the best record in the NFL. I want both the best record in the NFL and a top five pick. What don't they understand? Um, well, <laughs> I hate you so much. I know you do. Um, Andy Dalton played pretty well. Matthew, Stafford you know what's going to happen too is you're going to get sorry, you're going to get a top three pick. And then you're gonna swindle the Colts uh for like yes. nine picks to yes. to get into the top three to get our quarterback. Yes. And and how he's gonna absolutely fleece us. Again, 
Yeah. <laughs> Again. Uh, yeah, no. Somebody's going to be a victim to Howie Roseman. Maybe it won't be you, but <laughs> honestly, somebody will be a victim honestly, to Howie Honestly, I would, I would give up anything to get into a top three to get, like, to, to have a shot at, like, a Bryce Young or a, a Stroud. Or I would I would say I mean I guess Hooker still he's nah, up there for me. Nah, I mean ACL. I mean he was my number nothing. three overall quarterback. I had him over Will Levis. But an ACL is nothing. Like ACL in this today's day and age he'll be fine. Although mm-hmm. he is older, but he's twenty four is older or whatever you know. Like tearing your ACL is not fun, buddy. <laughs> That's I know so it's not fun. Fun. <laughs> it might not even I'm start just now. Throwing that but, out there. But but if he doesn't start for half the year, then. Then sure, Colts can uh, can uh, suck again and and get another top pick. Um, and the Rams two years from now. The Rams need to blow it up, as I had mentioned. They had already cut Daryl Henderson. Um, they're starting Bryce Perkins this week. They're out. They're without Cooper Cup maybe for the entire year. Um, he might be back, but if they keep falling it out, falling out of the race, there's no point. Um, the Rams are quickly. It's just they're they're quickly becoming a dumpster fire. Um, the Saints win to keep their very slim playoff hopes alive. Uh, the Lions humbled down the Giants big time, bigly, um, <laughs> thirty-one to eighteen. Uh, settle Ooh. down there, Giants fans, because you are about to go uh, buckle up for one hell of a ride because you are about to hit the gauntlet of your schedule. You're done playing the cupcakes. Uh, the giants are now seven and three moving on to Dallas on Thanksgiving. We'll get to that game later. The Ravens, Ravens, the Ravens, the Ravens 13 to three against the Panthers. Baker Mayfield threw an interception to a guy that has half a hand. Pretty impressive. If you ask me, um, for those that don't know what I'm talking about, Jason Pierre Paul, Picked off Baker Mayfield. Um, the Ravens are one of the like they're playing. They're playing dangerously. I don't yeah. understand it. One week they look like they could be the team in the AFC. I mean that seven and three. Some people are saying they're the most complete team in the AFC. But then they go and you play the Carolina Panthers and barely beat them thirteen to three. It took a last second or not a last second, but a fourth quarter ten pointer to just win 13 to three. It was 33 going into the fourth quarter of that game. You're playing Carolina. What what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've been, a, I, I mean, they've kind of been disappointing because we thought that they would be even better than they are. I they're, picked they're, them they're, to go to the Super team. Bowl. I know you did. I know you did. Um, both our Super Bowl picks from the AFC are meh right now. I mean, um, the Ravens, but, I can see the Chargers might not even make the playoffs. Yeah, I know. But I, <laughs> And I still believe in the the Ravens. Um, I say that every week. I feel like is I believe in them. You have like maybe to, they'll play right? it. You have I just, to because their roster is so good. Like right. they have the, all the right. tools to to get it done. But uh, m- minus maybe like a, a running back who's consistently healthy and and a workhorse. But um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I, they win ugly. I'll tell you that. Like they oh, always shit. win ugly. Like they every sure single do. time. Is sure like and only have ugly wins and ugly yeah. losses. Like their losses are the Ravens, up by no, like if thirty, gonna, and then they get the, if, the if they're gonna be win. ugly, they're gonna make sure to be ugly. <laughs> like they they're 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 going hard. Um, the Commanders yeah. beat the Texans and did 
the final nail in the coffin for Davis's Davis Mills is probably starting career. Um, they are starting Kyle Allen this week. Uh, the Texans are one, eight and one, clearly the worst team in football and the commanders don't blink now, but are now six and five, given the NFC East, its entire division over 500. We went from the NFC East to the NFC beast real quick. Yeah. I don't know where it came from, but the commanders under Taylor Heineke six and five. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, both both that, the fact that the uh, NFC and AFC East are both like yes. really strong conference or divisions all of a sudden. It's like, whoa, this is this is weird. The New York team's doing well. And like, yeah, it's just it's uncharted territory uh, for most of my lifetime. <laughs> we're both these both sides were doing well because either it was like, you know, the and the AFC East is well, the AFC the East has been Tom Brady's world forever exactly exactly and, and, and then they, and honestly NFC us growing up the us growing up really through the early 2000s so about 2008 2009 the eagles dominated the nfc's absolutely i mean every year it was the eagles the eagles the eagles the eagles ever since then no team has repeat as division champions so it's yeah, been crazy. a loop-de-loop ever since. Um, I'm hoping the Eagles bring some stability there. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll see this year. But, um, yeah, I mean, the commanders are playing hard. I mean, got to give Ron Vera a lot of credit for pulling the right right strings, and that is not starting Carson Wentz. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, I could have told you that one. <laughs> um, the toilet bowl was played this past week, the Raiders and the Broncos. Um, the Raiders beat the Broncos in overtime. Oh my God, was this an awful game. If you were watching Red Zone or for some reason watching this game, I don't know why you would be. Um, the, 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 wow. Um, whether it's <laughs> whether it's watching the Denver Broncos, once again, not be able to put up 17 points up on the board, even against the Raiders, uh, is baffling. Um, or letting the Raiders, who are talking about releasing not trading releasing Derek Carr this offseason firing Josh McDaniels after one year trading Devontae Adams I mean that's the talk around Vegas right now and the yeah. Broncos lost to him we I picked the Broncos to win the division <laughs> but you're insane no, actually, I think I did too. Honestly, we all did. <laughs> well, because we well, not we all, but we all thought all I mean, there. this this the, was supposed to be the division. There. This was supposed um, to be the division this year. This yeah. this was what the NFC East was supposed to be. Yeah, or what the the NFC East is what the AFC West was supposed to be is how I should say that. Yeah, it was supposed to be super competitive, Whoa. and and we Whoa. thought that the Broncos could could well because the Bron if you on paper with Jerry Judy, Colton Sutton, yeah, Russell have, Wilson, we I thought didn't Russell have, Wilson would be real. I, like, I, I didn't I didn't have Russell Wilson cooking hot garbage on my bingo card. Yeah, no, and Javante Williams obviously they're missing him. Not that they were even using him correctly anyway when he was there. I don't think cutting because they Gordon. were still, yeah they were still keeping Gordon. Well, I don't think I think Melvin Gordon like has a serious fumbling issue at, at this point. So I don't know if that, that wasn't a bad thing. I think they should have given more touches to Williams and less to Gordon in the beginning, but um, that's not a hear them there because he got hurt in either way. So um, yeah. So I, I just, just I, horrible. They're, they're I, just... I don't know what to say, even say about them. Like they're, they're hot garbage was, to watch. I'm losing, I'm losing words for how bad. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett may very, he should be one and done. He should be one and done. Uh -huh. 
I, I mean, I don't know. I know why you would give him another chance, but you know, you're three and seven with that roster. Give me a break. Vic Fangio with uh, Drew Locke was better than three and seven. So don't don't give me that. Um, yeah. y- you know what I mean? Like, don't, don't give me the excuses. Yeah. Oh, it's the first year. Vic Fangio and Drew Locke were better than three and seven. Um, let's go on to the next game, uh, Taylor. And oh my God, the Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota. <laughs> and I and I almost want to think like maybe maybe Minnesota's just not that good. Like it's possible. Minnesota just is not it. They got hot. You they you are at remember, one o'clock only. You you got you. You got to remember too the the Vikings over their last seven games have won all seven of them by one score, mm-hmm. one score. Um, so they were winning a lot of close games, luckily, and that I mean that makes no excuse to losing to the Dallas Cowboys forty to three. But you look at the Dallas Cowboys, and I mean this is a team that there's clear holes on this team. Like we were talking about how Dak Prescott hasn't been playing that well. They don't have the right balance of running back usage. Hmm. They, their defense is banged up. The ad offensive line is in shambles. The Cowboys went into Minnesota and just absolutely ripped the Vikings a new one. Yeah, they did. Like you can say that again, 40 to three is a shellacking. Um, yeah. And the Cowboys, you know, like I don't even, as an Eagles fan, like this doesn't even make me blink. I know what the Cowboys are. I just think that less of the Vikings. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. I mean, uh, if the if the Vikings aren't playing at one p.m., this was the four uh, in the four o'clock window, and it was just terrible, just terrible. It's like I I don't I don't know what to make of the Vikings. They you're right that the fact that they're playing from behind too a lot of the games like cool you can come back from behind and and win close games, but like can you dominate a team? Can you like take care of your business? Can you be consistent throughout a whole game? And the and Vikings like, are not one of those teams. Any Kirk Cousins no. team is not consistent ever. No. Um, and, and the fact that Kirk Cousins looked so bad, they didn't run the football well, which the Cowboys defensively do give up a lot of yardage on the ground. So the fact that you couldn't run the football against the Cowboys is concerning. Um, the problem usually is throwing the football against them. Uh, so look, I think it was a little bit of both. I think the Cowboys are better than some people think. And I think the Vikings aren't as I think a lot of people were hyping up the Vikings and that got into their head. They coming off this big win against Buffalo and then just absolutely shit themselves at home against Dallas. It, mind-blowing. Well, so the Vikings um, are going to get to the playoffs and then they're just they're probably going to lose in the first or second round. The Vikings are the definition right. of they have to face San Francisco in the first round and San Francisco beats the living pulp out of them. Yeah. yeah. That's what you, – you know what I mean? That's, that's what's going to happen. Like, yeah. Yeah. like no. if they – yeah, no. It's, Speaking it, of, of San Francisco, I, I – We'll talk about it. I'm sure we, we'll, we'll get to it. But. We'll, we'll get to it. Um, the Bengals did beat the Steelers. Steelers tried to make a comeback. Give them a little Najee bit of Harris present. had one of his best games of the season. Yep, Jalen Warren got hurt. He had all the touches and he looked, <laughs> looked decent. Uh, the Chiefs beat the Chargers. I mean, what can you say about Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey at this point? They are what they are. Crazy. We know how good they are. Um, Chargers throw yet another game against the Chiefs. Um, now, I'm thinking the Chiefs might make it out of the AFC now. <laughs> like, I, I, mean, I think the Chiefs like, are the best team in the AFC right now. I yeah, do. for sure. For sure. For sure. Like, uh, they're I would one love, of the best teams I would love to the, see the Eagles face higher. Andy Reid in a Super Bowl. That would be cool. Yeah, it would be fun. That would be, be cool. fun. That would That'd be, be fun. cool. Um, the Niners. 
like, look, okay, the, so a couple things about the Niners. They obviously beat the hell out of the Cardinals, um, but mm-hmm. this is also a Cardinals team that has a lot of injuries, one of them being Kyler Murray. Uh, they had to start Colt McCoy, and um, that did not go well, nor does it really ever <laughs> go well if you have to start Colt McCoy. Um, but this Niners team, look, they're defensively looking very good. Um, they are very well balanced on offense. And I think this team uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo is what it's been the past couple of years. Does McCaffrey add another layer this year? Yes. The combination of him and Elijah Mitchell look to be very, very good. Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, along with George Kittle, great trio of weapons for Jimmy Garoppolo. And, and obviously the Niners are a team that if they get hot at the right time, you never know. But I think we've seen the ceiling of what the Niners do with a quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo. It's nice they when they're... Super Bowl? <laughs> no. Well, well, they did. They did. So and that it did is not, the ceiling. They did, and it no, didn't go yeah, well. Obviously, they didn't win, but they were <clears throat> but, winning in that game, and they they, they no more. My point. Play more play. my point is: Will they make a run in the playoffs? Yes, they will make a run in the playoffs. Will they get out of the NFC? No, because if you run into a team like the Eagles or even the Cowboys, who have a more explosive offense, even the Vikings, even though I think the Niners would beat the Vikings. But a, a team that has the ability to be explosive on offense takes the Niners out of their game plan and forces Jimmy Garoppolo to put a game on his shoulders and throw 40 times, it's not going to go well. We've seen that before. Now, if you could control time of possession, run the ball with Elijah Mitchell and, and Christian McCaffrey and and you know do these dink and dunks to Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, yeah, sure. I mean, it's probably going to look good for the time being, but can you score quickly? And this is not what that night – this Niners team cannot do that. Um, yeah, I, I still think this Niners team is very good, and I, I think a Jimmy Garoppolo-led team can win you – get you to a Super Bowl like it, it can go on a long run and who knows how long it could go um especially in the playoffs because the playoffs are built on play good defense run the football control the time of the clock not so much throw it and let your you Niners know, I think the Niners are the third best team in the NFC Eagles Nine, Eagles Cowboys, Cowboys Niners um Probably from what I've seen so far. I mean, the the Niners <laughs> had the most, the worst loss so far, and that's the the the, the Chiefs like destroying them. But it is the Chiefs. But against a good team, you'd you'd hope it to be but, a little bit but, closer. But that when doesn't they play that the Dolphins kinda... in two weeks? That's going to be really telling right, too. Right. But doesn't and right that'll be telling too. But doesn't that what you just said right there kind of go with what I've been saying? They yeah, played like the a Cal- team with an explosive offense and couldn't keep up with them. Yeah, I know, but like, you know, the Cowboys have had their issues too. Like, it's not like the Cowboys are out here always being explosive and No, I, always... if you're going to if I'm going to sit here and think the Cowboys are going stiff in anywhere near a Super Bowl, you're you're no, smoking I'm crack. Not, we're not but... we're not even talking about that. We're just talking about who's the second best team in the NFC because obviously the the Eagles were going to put them at number 1. But the Cowboys like, yeah, they had a good game against the Vikings but they've had stinkers in the past. Like, you know, the, the, what did they play? The, uh, the Packers, the loss of the Packers, the Packers aren't even that explosive and they couldn't keep up. They couldn't put up 31 points and hold Christian Watson. Like what? So I, I don't know. I don't trust the the Cowboys either much uh, to be, to be fair, but um, yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know. I I, th- I like the Niners. Um, I think they might be the second best team, but I, I want to see how they play against Miami in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to this week's slate of games. Like I said, <clears throat> we are both 10 and five. So you remain seven games ahead of me on the season. Uh, we have some pretty impressive records. Actually, you're, yeah, a, like, uh, really? you're, you're 165 and I'm 93 Ooh. and 72. Um, so we've been pretty spot on this year. Um, let's go right into the Thanksgiving slate today. Uh, the bills and the lions will kick things off here at 1230. The bills, obviously second game in Detroit in four or five days. Um, so, you know, with that into consideration and the lions coming off a pretty big win against the giants, I think this might be a somewhat close game. But the Bills, let, let's be real here. The Bills are winning. Yeah, I would hope that the Bills would win. I mean, this the Bills can't afford any more stupid losses um, if they want to try to hold or push for that number one seed in the AFC. Like, they're already pretty uh, – They're behind the back. eight ball. They're, they're a game back yeah. on the Chiefs and don't have the tiebreaker with them. Yeah, so they can't afford to lose games like this. So, yeah. No, oh, no, the Bills did beat the Chiefs. The Bills no, they, did, they beat, did the beat the Chiefs. Yes, they so did. So they but... have the tiebreaker, so – yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah. So okay. wait, wait, well, right now, yeah. They're a game uh, back, but they have the tiebreaker. So they're in it, but they got to win the games they're supposed yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're, well, they're tied with Miami and Tennessee and Baltimore, but they're game back at KC, yeah. But they have, yeah, you, yeah, you, exactly. They have to win these games, the games they're supposed to against bad teams like the Lions. But the uh, Lions are scrappy, so who knows, especially on a, right. on a Thanksgiving day, but Bills should win this. Uh, the Cowboys host the Giants at 4.30, and let me tell you, the records do not tell the tale. Um, the Giants are going into this game without four <laughs> of their five starting offensive linemen. Wandale Robinson tore his ACL, so their wide receivers are Darius Slayton, Kenny Galladay, and Richie James. And, uh, you know, it's it, this is a Giants team. Like I said, you're hitting that wall. You are hitting the gauntlet of your schedule, and you don't have the talent to keep up. The Cowboys are going to murder the Giants on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm 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 picking the Cowboys in this one. I I can see paths where the Giants could still win because they are. I don't see a path. path. I don't see a path. It, I really it's, don't. It's gonna have to be the Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones running the the football show. That's the only way that they do that. And if the if the Cowboys have watched film and just learn from the mistakes of past teams, like I, yeah, no, the, the Cowboys should destroy them in this game. Patriots at Vikings, and now we talk about look. We, we talk about it. We talk <laughs> about it. Kirk Cousins, this is technically prime time. This is He has a chance eight, to win eight, a prime time game. 820, yeah. NBC, against Bill Belichick just... of the Patriots. Um, Bill knows how to attack quarterbacks better than anyone. The Vikings just got a huge, huge slice of humble pie a week early from the Dallas Cowboys. I can't imagine they're going to be playing that bad again. But if they are going to play that bad again, it would be against a Bill Belichick coach team. In prime time. In prime time. I am torn, Taylor, about yeah. this game. I am torn. Well, I am going, I am going to give Minnesota the benefit of the doubt because I don't believe in Mac Jones at all or the Patriots offense. I feel like Kirk Cousins is going to get lucky enough with the throw to Justin Jefferson or Dalvin Cook can rattle off a run here or there. 
to beat the Patriots at home. I'm going to go cautiously with the Vikings. I don't um, want – I really don't want to, but I'm picking the Vikings. I <laughs> – <laughs> the algorithm, the algorithm, the algorithm says Patriots. The algorithm that says the Patriots, and I'm sticking with the algorithm. We're going Patriots because Kirk Cousins trust the analytics, right? Yeah, trust, trust the, the analytics. analytics. <laughs> he, he, he cannot play in prime time, and this is standalone Thanksgiving night. There's no way that uh, Kirk Cousins is going to come through with a win here. No, we're, we're going Patriots in this one. Trust the analytics. I, I, I respect <laughs> it, and I, I wish I trusted the analytics too. I, I, like, uh. No, in all realness, the Vikings should win this game. Like yeah. On paper, yeah. The, the only thing the fa- Patriots have going for them is a great defense led by Bill Belichick. But, you know, that's enough a lot of times. It was Cowboys enough have, last week. And Cowboys have a very teams. good defense, and look what they did, right? Yeah. Um, Buccaneers and the Browns. Uh, no Deshaun Watson this week. One more week of Jacoby Brissett. That's enough reason for me to pick the Bucks. Yeah, I'll pick the Bucks too. Um, Bucks have been playing a little better as of late. They're still not the they most. Still, yeah, they still, yeah, there's just they don't have but, it overall, but, but they neither, are playing better. But neither did the Browns. Uh, right. Not at least not with uh, Jacoby Brissett. They're limited as to what they can really do. So really, I'll go with the Bucks. Really good game. Really good one o'clock game, Taylor. Tennessee and Cincinnati. Um, Tennessee is obviously seven three on top of your division. Cincinnati is six and four. I want to see Tennessee humbled. I want to see a good team face Tennessee because nobody's faced Tennessee yet. I'm going to go with the Bengals. I'm going with the Bengals on the road with Jamar Chase back because the expectation is that Jamar mm. Chase is back this week. Um, if Mixon suits up, that would be cherry on top. If not, Samaji P Ryan fills in. Um, just as well. Uh, I, Maybe not just as well, but well enough. Well enough, serviceably. <laughs> yeah. um, the Bengals faced the Titans last year in the playoffs and won. I expect the same again. The Bengals will beat the Titans on the road. Yeah, I'm I'm also picking the Bengals. Uh, the, uh, Jamar Chase coming back is huge for them. It opens up their offense uh, so much, especially because he was playing really well before he went out. Um, but I'll go with the Bengals. The Titans, they probably should win this game. I mean, they don't have a ton of offense, but if they play well at the at the line of scrimmage, which they always do, um, their defense is nasty, and it could pose problems for Joe Burrow and the, the offensive line, which hasn't been great all season. But um, I'm still going to take the Bengals, but I, I don't feel great about it. Dolphins host the Texans. Do I even have to ask you? No. 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 Okay. Great. There's zero chance that the I'm, I'm probably to say this right now, and they're going to win. But I'm saying it right now. There's zero chance the Texans win this game. Zero. Don't discount Kyle Allen that much. Come on. <laughs> I'm um, probably gonna go out and, and absolutely hammer the Dolphins because I just said that, but I just don't see a pathway. There's too bad, and the Dolphins are great. The Jets host the Bears. Um, we don't this know. Tough. This one's tough. The Fighting Mike Whites. Um, are hosting, is it going to be Trevor Simeon or is it going to be Justin Fields? If it's Fields, I would take the Bears. If Agreed. it's Simeon, I'm taking the Jets. So Agreed. this is tough for me. We don't know. 
Justin Fields was a limited participant in practice today. He did speak with the media, but they have not said who's starting. And I need to know for my keeper league because I have him as a quarterback with Lamar Jackson. I need to know if Justin Fields is playing, goddammit. But we do not know that. Um, the Jets are in a bit of a tizzy right now. Um, this is tough, man. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Jets. (laughs) I think Mike White's going to pull it out. Um, this defense is really, really good. And I think Mike White's going to do enough. I'm, I'm going with the Jets here. If, if Fields was a hundred percent healthy, I would probably pick the bears too, especially with the turmoil going on. But I will also go the Jets because they are at home. They do have a really good defense and Mike White might be able to provide a spark that Zach Wilson can't, he can't be any worse than Zach Wilson. Right. Mm -mm. Like, I mean, I guess, no, no, you, really you cannot can't. be. You, 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 Only Zach, nine completions and ten punts is. You, you can't be much worse than that. Taylor, Zach Wilson has the thirty-fifth best passer rating <laughs> in the league. The There's only thirty-two <laughs> teams. <laughs> Sam Ellinger probably has a better passer rating. Than probably. <laughs> probably. Um, um, yeah, not yeah. great. Not great. Uh, I'll, I'll go with the Jets though. Uh, Commanders host the Falcons. This is going to be a good game. You know what? Let's get weird. I'm taking the Commanders. So am I. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the Commanders, I think, should be favored in this game. They're, they are the better they are. team. They, they are. They are. playing better. They're four and a half point with favorites. Tyler, with Taylor Heineke, they are a better team. Four and, and a half point Wentz, favorites over the Falcons. Yeah. When Carson Wentz is on the field, they're not. But with Heineke, no, no, they no, are. They are not. Broncos and the Panthers. If well, oh. maybe This might be the toilet bowl. Um, this, this might be the toilet bowl. Uh, the, I thought the Broncos Raiders is this, this might be, this might be the, yeah. be the topper the here. Game. Um, dude, Bron- I'm going to say the Broncos have to win this game, me, right? Me, yes. Right. I agree. They, they have a, such a good defense and they're going to hold the Panthers to like three points. It's You're like facing can- Sam Darnold. It's like, can Russell Wilson put up more than three points? If Russell Wilson can't outduel Sam Darnold, I give up. I give up. Yeah. No, the Broncos Um, have to win this game, I think. You have to. Uh, Jaguars and the Ravens. Um, The Ravens did play like shit last week, but they are the better team. I'm going to pick the Ravens here. We pick them every week. It's like every week we come back to this, oh, the Ravens played like shit. Still going to pick them this week because on paper, they're such a better team than all these teams that they're playing. Really, really hurt at the wide receiver position. Demarcus Robinson is their wide receiver one right now, and it's clearly hurting the offense. They don't have a deep threat. Um, Chargers and the Cardinals. Uh, The Cardinals will have Kyler Murray this week. Um, he was a full participant on Wednesday at practice. Um, double XP is over, so the fake injury <laughs> is now done. Kyler Murray's back. Well, the in new the Warzone lineup. came out a week ago, so I mean, I really that's don't true. That's true. That's true. Um, nice to be engrossed. <laughs> I am going to pick the Chargers, so they are a better football team. I agree. I am also going to pick the Chargers, as much as I. Don't like don't the way that they've to. been playing. No, I mean I don't like the way the Chargers have been playing at all. Like especially as my my pick uh, for the Super Bowl, it's like they've been just playing like garbage. And I don't know it. There's this whole debate online about should you blame Herbert? Is Herbert a good quarterback? Has he been you know throwing away games basically at the end of games? But then people are like, oh well, you can't blame him. It's the defense, and people are just they don't know where to put Herbert right now. 
And, and I mean, the facts are there. He has thrown, a, I think, two so far game-ending interceptions. And it's like, well, you can't do much with that. And it's like, yeah, well, that's that's one part of a whole game. But he, he has all the talent in the world, but I just don't know if he has enough to to overcome bad play on the defensive side. You know, like, you know, right. like like Peyton Manning sometimes and, and another court, like great quarterbacks, they can overcome a bad defense. Patrick Mahomes can overcome a bad defense. His almost his entire career. Uh, he has, he's had to do that. He's had a bad defense um, and he's just overcome it. I, I just don't know if Herbert can do that. Um, he has all the physical tools though, which is, which is the thing is he can throw a ball dead on target it, from an awkward angle while he's falling away. But I just don't know if he can mentally lead a team all the way there and overcome their mistakes. So, Raiders Seahawks. Um, look, the Seahawks have been playing really good football lately. I am going to go Seattle as the Raiders continue their downward spiral. Me too. I mean, the, Seattle's been the better team all year long, so I, I expect nothing less at home from them. Uh, this game was supposed to be a lot sexier than than it is now. Rams and Chiefs at the beginning of the year. This might be this was thought to be one of the best games of the year. Uh, not anymore. The Chiefs play uh, Bryce Perkins and the Patrick Mahomes might be out of this game by halftime. Uh, <laughs> True. The Chiefs uh, are going to absolutely obliterate the Rams. Uh, Fourteen and a half is the spread. I think that might be kind. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, Chiefs are going to destroy this game. And Saints and the Niners wrap up the 4 o'clock slate on Sunday. Um, I mean, we just talked about the Niners and our thoughts on them. I don't think they would have any trouble with uh, New Orleans at home. If it was in New Orleans, maybe, but this is in San Francisco. I don't think the Saints are that good. Sunday night game of the week. The Eagles take on the Packers. All black, black helmets for the first time. Uh, Looks schmexy. Um, The Packers are awful. Um, Even with Aaron Rodgers, I am taking the Birds at home. They lost one game this year at home. Let me tell you what, they ain't losing two. They are going to beat the Packers. Yeah, I mean, I I I can go with that. Yeah, I mean, the Packers aren't good. Um, they're the, the, the coming out party for Christian Watson. I don't know if it keeps going. Darius Slay on Christian Watson. Who else is Rogers going to throw the football to? I, I don't know. Uh, but even ha- him having a good game last week didn't help them win the game. So yeah, no, the Packers have been not good all year. Eagles for sure. Which leads us to Monday night football, Taylor and your Colts host, the Steelers. Um, the Steelers are awful. Uh, I have liked enough from what I've seen about this Colts team under Jeff Saturday uh, in two games. That leaves me to believe that the Colts will win this game. Um, Kenny Pickett's been playing better of late. Would not surprise me to see the Steelers win this game. However, I am going to take the Colts. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a matter of the can the Colts score enough points to win the game? Because on, on the defensive side, we know they're going to make life hell for Kenny Pickett and Najee Harris and whoever else is running the ball for um the Steelers it's it's gonna be it's gonna be rough on uh, offense if, if the Colts can get Jonathan Taylor moving and uh keep that run game moving then they have a much easier chance of scoring points and there's much more chance that they actually handle the Steelers quite well um but if if they play it like the Eagles played it 
and and just sit back and and get to the quarterback and dare him to throw it and and not let Jonathan Taylor run, then yeah, it's going to be a close bad game. But I think their defense is good enough to hold it to like a three three game at this point, and 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 it might come down to who can kick the most field goals. And Chase McLaughlin's been pretty good, our new kicker, um, new old kicker. He was our kicker, came back. But uh, I, I think that the Colts are going to be able to do enough. It might be like 12 to 9, but a win, I guess. There you go. Um, fantasy studs and duds, Taylor. Uh, we, we got three games on Thanksgiving, so I'm sure there are plenty of people that need to make their final adjustments to the uh, – <clears throat> Fantasy lineups for this week. Let's go with our studs to start off. I'm going to start this week. I'm going to go with Terry McLaurin at the wide receiver position at as my stud. Um, McLaurin's just been 10 times of a better player with Taylor Heineke than Carson Wentz. It seems like Carson Wentz was just ignoring Terry McLaurin, where Heineke, that's his go-to. Um, against a Falcons team that is just absolutely abysmal in the secondary, uh, it, there's a safe floor no matter what the matchup is for Terry McLaurin. But the fact that the Falcons have given up the second most fantasy points for game to receivers on the year and the most in the past month, McLaurin to me is a must start this week and could put up wide receiver one numbers. Terry, my guy, scary Terry. Yeah, you um, love Terry McLaurin. I did. Yeah. I, I mean, I still do. Um, he's actually an indie uh, native, so uh, I really wish he could be on the Colts one day. But um, yeah, I, I think he'll he'll do well. My stud for this week is actually going to be in one of these Thanksgiving games, and I'm gonna go with Tony Pollard. Um, last week he split uh, carries with uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Unfortunately, uh, they both had 15, and with that 15, he had 80 yards. And, um, yeah, he's just so much more efficient. He's such a better runner. And even with Zeke there, I, it doesn't matter. You're still going to, you're still going to start him. And against this giant squad, um, who last week when they played the lions, you know, let, uh, who I think it was Williams run for three touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, give me all of Tony Pollard in this game. The giants are not infallible on, um, uh, running the, against the run, so uh, I think Pollard's going to have a big game, especially on Turkey Day. He, he might be a guy who wins that uh, the turkey whatever award that they give out. Let's go to our duds here, Taylor, and uh, I mean, we're at the point of the year where there's a lot of duds out there. Um, it, it's starting to become like the most famine fantasy season of all time. Uh, <laughs> fantasy point. The average total of fantasy points a week is down like 6% this season across Oof. the board. It is, it, it, it's been a rough year. Um, so with that being said, let's go to our duds. I'll let you start off with this one. All right. My, well, my dud going back to our Monday night game, like, uh, the Colts and the Steelers, I don't think you should have any part of Najee Harris. I know Najee Harris had 20 carries for 90 yards and two touchdowns. And I know as a Najee Harris owner, you might be excited, but don't the Colts defense is allowing, I think the third lowest, I think in the top three lowest yards. Yeah, just, per carry. just had Miles Sanders to 40 yards last week. Yeah. Yeah. No, they running backs do not have a good time against DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart. Um, 
they just don't let people run on them very often. If if you're going to beat the Colts, you're going to probably beat them through the air uh, or with a rushing quarterback. Obviously, if you have, if you have a, a guy like a, why am I Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, yeah, then you you can beat the Colts. Yeah, for sure. but yeah, but, uh, but they did, that, you know, yeah. By one, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Najee Harris, Najee Harris is going to have a bad game. It's going to be. All right, we just lost Taylor there for a second. It, it was going to be a rough time for Najee Harris. Let's see if we can get him back. But in the meantime, I am going to go to my dud, and that is, uh, that would be DeAndre Swift. And you know, oh, Taylor's back. What an idiot! I don't know how that happened. You want to finish? I was just about yeah, to talk about so. my dud. Yeah, my, the listeners Harris. know my dud, but you don't. So Najee, Najee Harris, don't, 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 don't start him. He's he's gonna do nothing against the Colts' offense. The 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 Steelers probably won't score that many points in general because that's how good the Colts are. They they'll hold you like seventeen points. So I don't know who's gonna do the scoring, but uh, I would bet more on uh, uh, Pickens or 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 even Fairmouth to get a uh, Fryermouth, sorry, to get uh, a, a touchdown before Najee would. So that's my dud. Go ahead with yours. The listeners know I'm in suspense. DeAndre Swift, the Lions running back, and it, it hurts Ooh, to say not. because he's, he's on some of my teams. <laughs> yeah, Swift, he is what he is at this point. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it hurts. He played 32% of the snaps last week. Third amongst running backs on his own team. Five yep. carries, three targets, 32 total yards. He saved the day with a touchdown for the second straight week. Um, but without these scores, the the floor is the literally the floor. I, I, I mean, <laughs> the, floor he, the, floor. <laughs> the floor is the floor, just like the ceiling is the roof. Um, yeah. He has eight touches or fewer and has played a third of the snaps over the last three he, straight games. He's yeah, not Jamal 100%. Williams is, is- is killing him with the goal. Jamal Williams is and, playing great right now. And the, um, and the but, touchdowns in the red zone there. Ugh. But Swift is not healthy. He's in a limited role right now. And you've got to hope he tumbles into the end zone somehow. And to your point, Taylor, Jamal Williams seems to be negating that potential, even though Swift keeps getting away with it for now. It's eventually going to stop. Um, he's just not getting enough weekly opportunities to start right now. And, you know, the Bills have struggled against the run, but if he's not even getting the second most touches on his own team, I can't trust mm-hmm. it. Um, Jamal Williams is an absolute must start this week. DeAndre Swift is not. Yeah, which really sucks because, I mean, you know, a lot of people drafted uh, DeAndre Swift in like the first, second rounds, depending on I how know. many teams there are. Like he might have the end of the first or or some people went crazy and got him in the top like five or six um, that they really felt for him, but yeah, that's rough. It's rough. First, Fantasy the is first rough. four, first four weeks, it looked like it was going to pay off. I yeah. mean, Taylor Swift. I mean, Taylor Swift. DeAndre. Swift. <laughs> Taylor Swift. DeAndre Swift. <laughs> See, the problem is, I'm staring at your. No, you know what the problem is. I'm staring at your name going across the screen. I see Taylor, and I have Swift in my mind. I wanted to say DeAndre Swift, but here I am saying Taylor Swift. Taylor no, Swift. Taylor, you do not start Taylor Swift in your fantasy life. Yeah, really don't. No. She, she's never gonna touch that in her life. 
might not go very well. Um, you and I have as many touchdowns as Taylor Swift does. She's a bust. <laughs> Taylor Swift had as many points as Clyde Edwards-Alaire did last week, though. Um, oh, my God. My, what a bust uh, there. What a, yeah, you want to want to talk. Yeah. Um, I traded for him, too. I love um, how in our Godzilla Media League, so I made two deals last week. Um, one of them was off the potential of potentially Cooper Cup coming back. Not looking great now, but I didn't really give up anything for the trade. But the other one was – the other side of it was Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Because I, I lost that. Dallas Goddard. Now and he's now out for the year. <laughs> now I lost Kyle Pitts. So I'm starting Grand Dolchich. Which honestly, piece, you could get worse. I mean, you could be at worse. Least, at least is involved in the offense. Um, could be yeah, worse. No, um, no, I traded Trey McBride and Damian Harris and Dak Prescott and Jacoby Myers for Cooper Cup potential and Kyle Pitts at the time. I, I mean, I don't need. Well, our trade sucks for me right now just because of the health of Kyler Murray has been. Initially. Yeah, and Brian Robinson um, isn't really getting that big of a lion no, share right now. But no, um, he's not. And the, and my other trade with Gaz that I didn't mean to do. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, at least Jonathan Taylor got a touchdown last week. And, and after that first series, he was like set for the day. At least he would have something. Um, I think he'll be all right against lesser teams. Like, yeah, I, uh, the Giants and when they play I the took Steelers a massive team. L this week because I lost Pitts to injury. I lost Kadarius Tony to injury, which <laughs> hurt. Um, but this week we got AJ Brown because I trade for AJ Brown as well. I gave up Trevor Lawrence, Cortland Sutton, and Raheem Mostert for AJ Brown, which whatever, not I, I don't care. The only starter I'm losing there is Cortland Sutton and AJ Brown. It's the time of year where you need to make you had to make a trade at the deadline to go and win. And I have the starters now that I feel like I can win. Um, so that's why I did what I did. Um because I don't intend on this, but I love that Elijah point. Mitchell is lose uh, is taking. Uh, it makes uh, touches, no sense. It makes away no from, uh, sense. That, no, makes, makes no that, sense. That makes me smile making that trade. Well, because I have McCaffrey in my keeper, Taylor, and let's <laughs> just not. No, no, no. Getting no. more carries actually than him. I know. I know. Yeah, no, it's bullshit. Um. <laughs> all right, so we have you know. Thanksgiving dinners and football to attend to. So we are going to wrap things up here. Um, everybody have a happy Thanksgiving out there. Um, enjoy the football, enjoy the food, enjoy the much needed drinking. Um, I know I'll be there uh, front and center. Um <laughs> Anything else before we head on out here? Enjoy college football. Big college football statement weekend. Um, a lot of jam-packed NFL action as well. I do want to give one last shout-out to our sponsors, John Soto Supply and Troy, Same Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs, and Mohawk Honda. We are presented by Godzilla Media. Uh, follow our Twitter account at sports underscore podcast, as well as mine and Taylor's at ZPrice21 and at TLATS with two T's, two S's. Um Find us on Apple, Spotify, and or YouTube if you want to see our smiling faces. And everybody enjoy your Thanksgiving out there. For Taylor, I am Bryce. This was Sports with a Z and a T presented by Godzilla Media. Enjoy the holiday. We will catch you next week. See ya.